How do you know what, how do you know what the Lord's talking to you? Well, I know what the heck he would say. Because I read all of his words. I know what he would tell me. I know what he wouldn't say. And then I just let it tell me what it wants. I don't get to, I don't decide based on my theology what it's saying to me. All right. <clears throat> I don't even know how long. 41 minutes. That's cool. Pride. Pride and rebellion go hand in hand because I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can think whatever I want. I can make a decision. This is my life. The Lord's good with it. That's actually how we think. If we're not submitted to the word, if we're not in agreement with the word, that's actually our nonverbal is that's our nonverbal. <clears throat> Another place that we see pride a lot in our culture is in know-it-alls or people that want to be worshipped for their intellect. So in the Christian community, it's you know people that are flashing their their degrees around all the time, or you know I knew guys I knew a guy I was a I was a rehab and there was a guy there that was a Christian debater. I don't even think that I knew a single thing about Jesus. But he could argue with anybody about anything to do with Jesus. And it was so sad because there was, it was, there was no life in it at all. And so it doesn't matter how much you know him. Because it doesn't, it doesn't say that you'll know a tree by its knowledge. You'll know, you'll know a tree by its fruit. And the fruit is the evidence that the Holy Spirit is at, at work in someone's life. And, there's, and none of the fruit is intellect. It's peace. Like... You know, we, me and Lindsay have been with people all the time, men, women, <coughs> marriages, whoever. And if you don't have peace or joy, you probably don't have the rest of them either. Because that's what you get. He's the prince of peace. He's not the prince of self-control. He's the prince of peace. <laughs> if, you're not, if you have no peace in your life and you have nothing but anxiety then it's time to start asking the Lord to search your heart out. Because that's not, he, Jesus didn't die. It says, in what is it, John 16, 33, does anybody know that off the top of their head? Okay. I used to, John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. I've told you these things so that you have peace in me. The problem is we're trying to find peace in everything but him. Amen. You know, I hope I hope I hope my meal's good. I hope this church service is good. I hope these people are real nice. I hope that, I hope I hope I hope. Like we're literally trying to find hope in everything but Jesus, which is why we have no peace. I hope I make enough money this month. I hope my I hope my bills get paid. I hope my idea works. Well, did did you pray about it? Because if you didn't pray about it, then screw, then screw the idea in the first place. The last thing you want to be doing is anything he didn't tell you to do. <laughs> and if he told you to do it, then just do it and let him walk you through the process of learning to trust him. You know, that's what somebody asked me about the about about her. Like, do you think you can handle it? Well, that's not the question I'm supposed to be asking. The question I'm supposed to be asking is, Lord, do you want me to bring this girl home? Because if he says yes, I can handle it. And if he says no, I can't handle it. <laughs> If he, if he says yes, it doesn't even matter what happens to him. It doesn't matter what it's like. If he says yes, then I can handle it. That's all, that's all I need. I just need a yes or a no. Did somebody pull that out or was that me? Because this one says relationships. That's weird. It's almost like it's divinely orchestrated. So here's another one. 
relationships. And we have how we have relationships. And it's real, it's our desire for or our fear of or rebellion against. It's been the craziest thing to, to walk with people this last couple of years and have girls that are literally terrified of being moms. Terrified to have children. And it's because they were abused. I know why. I know why it happened. But it's still strange because I just had never encountered that before. Le- legitimately terrified to have a, have a baby because I didn't know what to do with it. <clears throat> I met girls who were terrified of men. I met men who were terrified of women. I met kids who were terrified of parents. I met, I met people. I met everybody that's terrified of some level of authority, even church hurt. You know, that's the, that was someone was, it's the father thing. We are hurt by our dads because they're supposed to love us, protect us, and care for us, but instead they hurt us. And that wound actually causes us to to reject and fear every male authority that there is after that. Not and not and not even just not fully trust it even. Maybe you don't run from it, but you just never trust it. You don't ever let someone just be in that place in your life, you know? <coughs> um Desiring marriage or the fear of marriage, desiring being parent or fearing parent. It's, and it's it's an, what it is is an it's an idol. It's not that we're not supposed to have these things, but there's this deep seated fear in us, or this deep seated desire in us to have these things, that causes us to seek it more than the Lord. To seek it more than the Lord, and it might even come in the form of an, an inner vow. Have you ever heard of an inner vow? I'll never, I'll never be like that. I'll never have a marriage like that. I know somebody that that says they're never going to get married. And I know it's because I made an interview. I'll, I'll never get married. I don't want that. I'll never have kids. Why would I ever have kids? I'll never have kids. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a decision, it's an agreement that somebody makes most of the time when they're by themselves, like, it's a young man or a young woman. I will never be with someone like that. I will never be in a situation like that. I will never feel poor again. I will never let myself get into the position to feel powerless again. And, and so maybe you just never trust a woman or a man ever again and never have a relationship that lasts. As, as, soon as, you, as soon as you love them enough to feel vulnerable, you, you become afraid of their power over you. And you run. And that's not what the Lord created us for. Because the thing is, is if you can't love a person that you see, you can't love a God that you can't see. And you'll never fully surrender to Him. And so we've got to let the Lord have our relationship wound. Oh boy, that's a big one. <clears throat> this is at the root. So this one, you notice it's like ten times the size of everything else. That's because it's a root. Rejection. Rejection leads us to medicate. Rejection leads us to fear relationships. Rejection causes us to control. Rejection causes us to, to find out idols, which is addiction. This, this root is the tip. Like when you pull a plant out of the ground, you can cut it off, and it still has, there's still roots that you miss out on. This is one of the roots that if you don't go in, and dig out like five feet around that bush and just get every single thing. This is like we're just like growing a new plant. 
<clears throat> and this is rejection. The reason why rejection is a root is because it's directly tied to your worth and your value. And it's the, it's the, it's the, the 12 month old baby that's been crying for 45 minutes and his mom ain't showing up. <coughs> that's literally, that's, that's where the root is. Or, or dad just left one day when I was three and he never came home. Or mom left. I don't know what it is, <clears throat> but it's something like that. There was a moment in our, in our youth, in our lives, when someone that we wanted to love us did not, for whatever reason, and what we internalized was, we, we're not lovable, they rejected us. Now I have to find some way to prove that I'm worth something. And this wound, this garbage, will literally drive it's the steering wheel of your life, and it will make you make so many terrible decisions. <laughs> for affection, men's give the, men give their bodies to women for the, for, to medicate that wound, and women give their bodies to men to medicate that wound. I mean, there's, there's no end to what the price, the, the price will pay to deal with this one issue. <clears throat> and I'll tell you, one of the number one indicators of rejection, somebody having that wound, is they reject people. Because rejected people reject people. The only way that a rejected person feels power over other people is in their power to reject. So it's the most interesting thing to watch. <clears throat> idols. So all these things are really idols. But specifically, these are the things that you know he's been asking for for a really long time that you're just not trying to give up at all. And it's where we go for comfort. Because there's only one comforter, and it's the Holy Spirit. You know, what do you, what do, you do at the, at the end of a long, hard day of work? What do you do when you're stressed out the most? And I'm not saying that everything that we do is bad. But I can tell you there's things that we do that are counterfeit versions of the Holy Spirit. And most of those things have to do with intoxication. Because intoxication is just counterfeit peace. And that's not all. But guess what? Intoxication really is about endorphin releases. And I don't know about you, but when I eat a really big piece of apple pie and some ice cream, I get the same endorphin release. Mm. It's just my... It's, it's, a, it's, it's fake. Because then I finish eating it and I feel like, crap. And I was like, dang it, why did I eat that? I feel like garbage now. And that's just as much shame as somebody doing drugs. Like, it's it's the same thing. And he's just like, son, I'm just telling you, like, if you'll just sit down with me at the end of the long day, you just don't even know what I can do. We just don't know because we don't give a chance. We just never even talk about it. But there's all kinds of idols. It can be sports. It can be gambling. It can be, it don't even have to be something that we call an addiction because it's everything. People, there are people that are addicted to the baseball cards and cars and love and watching Netflix and staring at their iPhones and eating food and going on cruises. Like, it doesn't matter. Whatever the thing is that literally all your time, talent, and treasure goes to, and you refuse to let them have, that's a, it's just an idol. And it's got to go. they got to go. <clears throat> now, the, the awesome thing about the Lord is it's just how, obsessive, uh, how, how much he loves us and how absurdly patient that he is. 
Because as long as, as long as you're like, he's like, son, give it to me. And you're like, he's like, okay, just let me have it. And you're like, that's all progress. And the Lord, the Lord will just, because really all he wants more than anything is he just wants to walk with him every single day for the rest of your life. You know, I know a lot of folks that are, they get mad because the Lord didn't heal me just now. I wanted him to do it now. I want him to pay my bills now. I want him to deliver me now. Well, if he delivered you now, you wouldn't even talk to him anymore. Mm. He's cool with it. Like he's <clears throat> he's not he's not scared of your sin. He just he looks at your heart and he says, I know he's suffering, but he can handle a little bit more, and I just really am enjoying walking with him right now. And so he just he's just so patient. Love is patient. It's it's just who he is. 